Hi, welcome to Marvelous Mysteries, the podcast. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Jaden. And we're going to do some icebreakers and then read our mysteries to you, although it's just oh, me reading a yeah, mystery. Yeah, I, I didn't come prepared, so it's going to be Rebecca. It's okay. We only, this is like a last minute thing. We One of us didn't get the memo, but we thought we'd do, uh, do I, it anyways. That sounded like us being like one of us didn't get the memo. <laughs> Someone who should be remaining nameless. It's okay, though, because I was like, I I had it, I was like, let's, I think we're doing both in my head, and you did not think that so all right uh, that's fine <laughs> okay the first one is like do you like working out and if you do or like even if you don't what is a workout you do like or your favorite kind of thing to do I do like working out like I I want to get back into it because I actually enjoy it um I feel like I usually enjoy doing like ab workouts the most hmm. and it's not because like I'm trying to get like a six pack and like I don't know I just find like I find issues. yeah those a lot easier like those and like it's like, upper body's always been really hard for me, but, like, yeah, like, abs and legs, I'd say, but probably abs more, so. Um, I usually like working out, like, the only reason, my biggest problem is, like, getting to the gym, getting to do it or whatever, mm-hmm. but I usually like almost every single workout I do. Like, I even like running, and, like, I really like running, I really like hot yoga, I like doing, like, weightlifting or whatever, um, I like legs the most because that's the easiest for me. Because I have big, like, strong legs. Um, I don't. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't mind running, but, like, other... Yeah, like, but I like, I've liked everything. Like, I really liked, um, I've done kickboxing of, like, that. I've always wanted to do that. It's really fun. I went to a class, like, a really long time ago, and the lady was really intense, though. Like, <laughs> we had, like, gloves, and she's like, go, go, go! Like, come on! Like, you'd have to, like, you'd run around and, like, punch this bag like running around punching it every once in a while and then you'd run and then do like some sort of floor workout and then you'd run back and then punch the thing it was really intense my mom was not a, she she went with me and she was not really a fan because she my mom's really likes yoga like because it's calm and like mm-hmm. um slower paced and she could do the other one like she's in really good shape she just she likes like the calming like working out is like a de-stress to her and that was just adding stress so um yeah i like i like every kind of workout i can't think of one i don't like yeah, I mean, like, like I said, like, I actually, like, I agree in the fact that, like, I do actually like most workouts. It's just, like, some are harder than others, you yeah. know, or harder for me to... There are certain, like, programs I I haven't liked or whatever. Like, so I don't, I like, like, hit like, high-intensity interval training, but I also don't because it's, like, sometimes irritating because you have to do the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Okay, next question. Oh, what's your most embarrassing moment, or do you have, like, one that comes to mind? I have a lot. It's gonna take me a moment to pick one. Um, <laughs> I have a few, too. Like, okay, I'll tell mine, because it's really bad. Um, uh, well, we'll see. So, <laughs> when I was, I was with my mom and sister, and we were, like, walking outside, and we saw this dog, and it was, like, very cute, like, and my, we were like, wow, that dog's so cute, and it's, like, it was a little one, which normally I like big dogs, but this one was, like, really cute. And uh, we were like, what kind of dog is that? I was like, I'll just ask the girl. And I was like, what kind of dog is that? And, like, I feel really bad. Like, I just, she had, a, like, a speech impediment. So she said a Pomeranian. Oh. Like, yeah. the, the W's incorrectly. And I didn't, I didn't register that in my brain. So I didn't understand her. And I also didn't realize what was happening. Like, I thought she just said a totally different dog name. And I said, a Pomeranian? Like, back to her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um... And so, yeah, so then I said that to her, and she was like, 
Yeah. And I was like, and then my mom, I didn't even realize, like, even afterwards, I was like, hmm, what kind of dog is that? Like, so I just didn't realize, like, or whatever. And I feel so bad. It was so embarrassing. My mom and sister still make fun of it. Like, make fun of me. I felt so (laughs) bad. It was horrible. But that was probably one of my most embarrassing moments. I have another one like that, but it's, like, inappropriate. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I just swore in it. So. Oh. Went to, Yeah. I can tell it. like If you okay. want, you can go so ahead. <laughs> I'll just, it's not that, like, horrible or anything, but, like, so my mom and sister, like, we used to, like, jokingly say, like, like, hey, like, B or whatever, you know, to each other. I don't know if I should, like, not say it on it's this fine, or whatever, yeah. if we have to mark it explicit then, but um, they'd say, like, hey, B or whatever, like, but say the word. Um, and uh, I was at youth group in high school. <laughs> And this girl comes up next to me, like, right next to me. Um, was it me? No, it wasn't you. It was a leader. It was, oh, okay. um... You don't say their name. Yeah, I can't remember can't, her name. I'll tell you about, about it afterwards. I'll tell you her name later if I remember it. But, um, I said, hey, B, like, to her. Like, yeah. And I thought it was my sister because she had similar hair. Mm-hmm. And then I looked over. It's not my sister. It's some random, like, this. And it was, like, I know it was her first day, like, volunteering at youth. Oh, my God. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my sister, which did not make it any better. <laughs> so that's also bad. I have a feeling like that. I don't, yeah, I, I definitely have had embarrassing moments. Um, a couple that I will not share <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. this, but, um. I don't know, like, I'm trying to, I had to, like, go through my years that I was mm-hmm. in school. I guess, like, I don't know, I, I mean, it was embarrassing for me. I had, like, a moment in, like, third grade, which, yes, I still remember mm-hmm. it. Okay. Where, like, I, there was, like, a girl that sat behind me, and, like, I realized, like, I went, went like, I don't, I don't know how I found it out, but I found out, like, while I was still in school, because, um, this is when it went down, was, like, Somehow, like, there was, like, a giant ink stain in my hood, and so, like, (laughs) like, I'm not a hostile person Mm -hmm. as, like, a little crazy as I can get. Like, I don't usually just, like, straight up just, like, accuse people of things, but, uh, back then, small Jaden did, and so, like, I turned around, and I was, like, like, I I don't know if I told her first or the teacher. I think we kind of argued about it first, because I thought she did it to me. Like, she put, like, like, an ink pen in my hood and, like, put the mark, like, and it started Mm -hmm. bleeding right there. So I started, like, arguing with her, and, like, our teacher came over and worked, and they arguing, and, like, anything like that. I don't know, and, like, she was just like, I didn't do it. Like, I swear I didn't do it. And you, like, and fought with her. <laughs> I fought so hard. And then later, I was like, I took a moment, and then, like, at recess, I was like, I just apologized to her, like, so much. And she was like, it's fine. I'm like, I feel like you're lying, but, like, okay. Like, maybe that doesn't sound as bad, but, like, in the moment, it was one of those things where I was like, like, usually I think through things a bit more, and, like, that just was not one of those moments. Dang, that's brave. Even if someone put an ink stain on my shirt, I would, like, not be like, did you do this? I'd be like... I wouldn't do it now. Yeah. But for some reason, back then, I had a backbone that was, like... I did not. And Although I did say, like, I had a girl party, and this girl, like, took the knobs off my piano, mm-hmm. my house, and my mom was, like, kind of annoyed, and I was like, you guys are kind of ruining my girl party, because <laughs> they got in <laughs> fights. There's fights, like, one wasn't playing with the other, or whatever, because it's first grade, so... Yeah. I, I definitely, I've definitely had, like probably more embarrassing mm-hmm. moments but like i don't know i can i can't think of any okay that's fine okay and the last one oh what's the strangest dream you've ever had or one that you remember i, I know you recently had one go ahead you can go first okay i can tell <laughs> mine because mine's really weird um 
it was like I still remember it and it was like before like I had my period or whatever but when I was like whatever 12 um I had a dream where I was at the beach this is a very short blurb of a dream mm -hmm. that I remember um I was at a beach and everyone kept saying like jump in the water it's a pure like the water will give you your period or whatever it will <laughs> cause you to have oh your gosh. period and I was like I don't want to go in the water and it was stressing me out because there was like little kids that like unknowingly went in and went into the water it wasn't like bloody water it's just like the water if you go swimming you will have your period <laughs> yeah. and like people were like come on jump in jump in or whatever trying to get me to go in and I was like no thank you or whatever and um there were little kids playing in it that stressed me out I was like what is she doing in there because she's like five you know but that's I don't know why that's like it's a very small blur but that's one that I've remembered for years it was really weird yeah that sounds like a weird ritual thing yeah <laughs> um I don't, okay I have very rarely do I have like a normal dream mm -hmm. and it's not like that they're weird and like I don't I don't know if I told you this before because I can kind of like half lucid dream okay which like sometimes is real fun let me just tell you that but like the one of the most recent ones I had um, I slightly lucid dreamed in it, like, and I'll tell you what part I did it at, but, like, it started off as I was Professor Snape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was him, and I was, like, in this house, like, that, like, was run by, I don't, I don't know exactly, like, it was, like, the people, like, who owned it or run, ran or whatever, like, I didn't, like, ever see in the dream, like, I just kind of, like, knew that, like, I was kind of, like, a spy for some reason. Okay. And I was a spy for, like, you know, like, Harry and Hermione and Ron. Okay. okay. And so, like, in order to get information to them, I had to, like, go into, like, this room where, where, like, a hidden staircase was. And then I had to crawl through this tiny little, um, like, vent hole tunnel thing. Like, it wasn't a vent, but, like, it was, like, mm -hmm. that small of a tunnel. And I'd have to crawl through there to, like, where this hidden room was where they would be waiting for me for information. And then I would go back out and, like, get more information. And then the dream switched to me, like, well, you've seen some Marvel movies. You know who, like, Scarlet Witch is? She has, like, the telekinesis powers. She's, like, that's, like, the Wanda vision. Oh, okay. She's, like, that lady. Okay. Um, then I had a dream. That was myself, but, like, I had her powers, which was, like, pretty sweet. Because, like yeah. I said, this is, like, where I lose a dream. Because, like, I realized I had her powers. So I was, like, oh, shoot. If I want to make that guy fly, I can make him fly. Okay. <laughs> so I, like, like, lifted my hand in the dream. And, like, I picked him up and threw him around. Like, I was, like, in this superhero battle. In, the more I tell this, the more I realize it's because I was talking a lot about Marvel with my friend <laughs> like uh -huh. the day before. Us. Um, but yeah, and so then I was in a superhero battle. I was like casting shields and everything like that. It was really fun. The other night, I had, again, another Marvel character dream of where I was being chased by the Winter Soldier in a game of tag. And it was so intense and so stressful. <laughs> I have, like, like, I don't know if those are, like, I guess really weird. I just, but I have, like, a lot of... There's definitely more strange ones I've had, for sure. I have... I dream a lot, actually. Like, some people don't remember their dreams. I no, do I do, know. too. Yeah. I dream a lot. I have a lot. It depends. I know at one point, when I watched... When Criminal Minds came on Netflix mm -hmm. years ago, I watched Criminal Minds from the moment I woke up all day till I slept. Oh so God. I had dreams of people stabbing me. <gasps> oh, my God. Stressful. <laughs> I had one recently. So every once in a while, I'll have one like that. And I just, like, in the middle of the night, I'm like... <gasps> <laughs> but oh sorry i was gonna say to go along with like before i was being chased by a winter soldier like mm -hmm. the dream had like switched to that 
before then there was like a part where like it was like me and like a bunch of random people in my basement like at my house mm-hmm. and we were hiding from this guy and it was like if he touched you you became evil mm-hmm. and so like i managed to like escape with like a few of us and, like we're like upstairs in the living room and like we could like like one of the people that i was with was like yeah if he touches you like you're, you're gonna turn evil and then i heard the guy come up the stairs so i ran outside and i started booking it across the yard mm-hmm. it was like one of those dreams where i was like you couldn't really like, run as fast as you wanted to okay and i was being chased and the person instead of like like they're supposed to like i said like you touch the other person they come evil or whatever mm-hmm. and then this is a very long <laughs> it's a very long story now that i realize it um but like i just like i fell to the ground and, like just started screaming because i don't want them to touch me <laughs> Oh my gosh, and like stressful. they just like stopped and they're like here like touch my arm like i'm not gonna touch you if they touch my arm like you'll be fine so i grab the arm and then like they helped me escape okay and then i woke up yeah or i guess it, the dream switched i don't the remember a lot of my dreams unless i like tell them right when i wake up or something like that like so if i don't talk about yeah. it like, right when i wake up it's forgotten pretty much but um you know i have a lot of yeah I don't yeah i do dream dreams. a lot more than like a regular person i think okay anyway. well I'll go first. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) But mine's kind of long, so that's good. So, um, this is, it was on a list of, like, creepy, like, movies that are actually based on true stories Mm -hmm. or something like that. So, this is the Tar... No. (laughs) Texarkin Moonlight Murders or the Phantom Killer. This is a series of unsolved murders and other violent crimes committed in and around the Texarkin... Tex Arcana, sorry, in the spring of 1964, 1946, sorry, <laughs> um, by an unidentified serial killer who's known as the Phantom Killer. He was credited with attacking eight people within 10 weeks, five of whom were killed. <clears throat> Jeez. Um, and if you don't know, Tex, Tex, Tex Arcana, like, just call him the Phantom Killer. Yeah, well, that area, it's like an <laughs> area right by Texas and Arkansas. And it's like, a, I don't know, both states have that town name mm-hmm. or whatever. That's all. Okay, so February 22nd, 1946. Let me get some water. It's right here. Because I'm parched. Wow. This is. Um, around 11 45 p.m., um, Jimmy Hollis, who was 25, and his girlfriend, Mary Janine Larry, 19, parked together on a lover's lane after seeing a movie. Ten minutes later, a man wearing a white cloth mask that looked like like a pillowcase with holes yeah, cut in yeah. um, appeared at Jimmy's jo- door, put it, like, shined his flashlight in his eyes and said, I don't want to kill you, fellow, so do what I say. So he ordered them out of the car, ordered Jimmy to take off his pants. Once they were removed, he struck him twice in the head with a pistol. Um, Mary was ordered to stand, um, and then eventually she was ordered, he said, like, run, mm-hmm. go. So she tried fleeing toward a ditch. She, like, tried to hide in, like, an abandoned car. She thought maybe someone was in it. But then he, like, caught up to her. Um, oh, wait, oops, sorry, let me back up. So she tried, like, going one way, and then the killer was like, no, go that way, or whatever. So she's like, okay, I'll go that way, I guess. Um, and then eventually, like, she reached the car, tried to get in, blah, blah, blah. Um, <clears throat> the killer was like why are you running from me and she was like you told me to and then he said the killer or attacker i guess um called her a liar uh knocked her down he sexually assaulted her with the barrel of his gun 
After the assault, he, like, allowed her to flee. She ran a half mile to a nearby house. She awakened the residents of the house, phoned the police. Within 30 minutes, the police arrived. So, both of them survived. Mary was hospitalized with a minor head wound. Larry was hospitalized for several days with multiple skull fractures, but, you know, they both survived. Mm -hmm. They both kind of gave conflicting reports about the attacker, like, they, mostly about his race, because they, they could see, like, the eyes, you know, like, the yeah. skin under the eyes, and I can't remember which one, but one of them was, like, it was uh, someone that was black, someone said that he was white, one of them did, um, but they kind of agreed that he was around six feet tall, so that's all they had. Um, so a few weeks later, or about a month later, March 24th, uh, Richard Griffin, who was 29, and Paul, and his girlfriend, Polly Ann Moore, who was 17, which I was like, hmm, sir, <laughs> this is also 1946, so yeah. I guess that's fine. Um, but still, we're found dead in his car on Sunday, March 24th, between 8.30 and 9.30 a.m. by a passing car. Um, Richard had been shot twice while in the car with a... 32 cart and a 32 car cartridge shell was found. Um, the police launched a citywide investigation with the Texas and Arkansas Police Department of Public Safety, Miller and Cass County Sheriff Departments, and the FBI. Um, so by March 27th, they had interviewed 50 to 60 witnesses, and by March 30th, they had posted a $500 reward for new information. Um, however, they it like the only the reward only produced like over a hundred false leads that didn't really lead anywhere. Um, so then April 13th, uh, Betty Jo Booker, who was 15, um, was supposed to be, was playing her saxophone in a gig with her band around 1.30. Her friend Paul Martin, who was 17, picked her up. Um, after that, no one heard from them. Uh, Paul's body was found around 6.30 a.m. That morning, he had been shot four times. Um, and then Betty was found out not until 11.30 a.m., almost two miles away from his body. And the weapon was the same as used in the the murder of Richard and Polly. Mm -hmm. um, so par Paul's car was found three miles from Betty's body and 1.5 miles away from his own body. Um, it was parked outside a park with the keys still inside. Um, then the reward money went up to $1,700 for information catching the person responsible for the murders. Um, and then the final attack was May 3rd, 1946. Uh, Virgil Starks, who's 37, he was just sitting, like, in his sitting room in his house, and he was shot from the back of the head, like, through the window, um, three feet away. His wife, Katie, was laying in bed. Um, she heard the glass break, so she went into the room, found her husband dead, ran to call the police, um, as she was, like, going to do that, she was shot in the face twice from the same window, um, and she, like, managed to escape somehow. Oh, wow. Um, like, there was some, like, details on how, but I just got it because I wasn't sure yeah. if this would be too long, but, like, she managed to escape, ran from the killer across the street to her sister and brother-in-law's house, like, told them, call the police, like, someone's been attacked, and she survived the attack. Um, so at their house... The investigation, like, there were three clues were found. The caliber of the bullets. There was a flashlight found um, in the hedge underneath the wood window and bloody f fingerprints. Shoe and finger. Uh, the flashlight was sent to D.C. for further inspection of the FBI. Um, and the fund was up to $7,000 in 20, 
$7,025. Uh, May 9th, the sheriff notified that the flashlight had no fingerprints. Um, but the flashlight, like, this is kind of like a 1946 thing. Um, sorry, let me get some water. Um, but the flashlight was, like, a really, like, rare flashlight. So they could, they thought, like, if someone had information about someone that had this flashlight, like, mm -hmm. they would be able to track them this way. And, like, I feel like now you could not do that unless it's, like, something really weird. Right. But they put an ad in the paper saying, like, have you seen this flashlight? Um, this was found at the Starks murder scene. Um, description of it. There's, like, only a limited area sold in, limited numbers sold in the area. Uh, so if you owned or if you know anyone who had them, like, contact the sheriff. You might be able to solve in the, says you may be the one to aid in the solving of the phantom slings. So obviously nothing came of that. Um... <clears throat> So, after the first double murder, like, when two people actually died, um, people warned children about, like, being out late, like, don't be out late or whatever. The second shocked the city, and they set, like, curfews or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so, after the murder of Virgil or the Starks, um, <clears throat> it, like, really snowballed the town's hysteria, and that was, like, a big thing of this. Like, people, like, armed themselves, like, crazy with guns at their, this place, like, they used to be, like, somewhere you left your doors unlocked, you know, like, whatever. People could, like, stop by your house, whatever. Mm -hmm. It became, like, everyone had guns. Everyone had guard dogs. Like, people nailed sheets over their windows, nailed their windows down. Um, police got, like, crazy amounts of calls about, like, prowlers and stuff. Like, businesses lost lots of sales because when the evening approached, um, like, no one would go out. Uh, and because of this hysteria, like, the town was, like, super, super dangerous. Like, um, like, you could be shot by a nervous homeowner, like, mm -hmm. if you just, like, went to your neighbor's house and knocked on the door, like, you could potentially be shot, because just everyone was, right. like, high-strung, everyone was armed, it was not, like, great. Um, so eventually this died down, like, weeks after with no murders or whatever, but, um, that was, like, the big thing in the, the movie that this is based on is called The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Okay. Um... So that, like, yeah, they dreaded sundown, because that's when he would attack. Um, so this is, like, the profile of him. Uh, the Texas Ranger captain uh, stated that he and his officers were dealing with a shrewd criminal who had left no stern unturned to conceal his identity or activities. Uh, he thought the murders were both clever but baffling. So a psychologist at the Federal Corrections Institution in uh, Texas... Tex Arcana believed that the killer was um, planning to continue to make unexpected attacks on the outskirts of town. Uh, he believed the killer was mid-30s to 50s, motivated by a so strong sex drive, and that he was status sadist. Um, he thought that the person who would commit such crimes is intelligent, clever, and shrewd, and not often apprehended. Uh, his theories stated that the killer knew what was being done in the vest investigation, and he knew, like, which vacant road, which roads were, like, vacant from police, and, um, that's why he chose, like, farmland, or, like, the Virgils, like, the guy, Virgil, not the Virgils, the Starks, Virgil Stark was, like, a farmer, so he had farmland mm -hmm. and stuff. <clears throat> he said that the killer could be leading a normal life and appearing to be a good citizen, um, 
thought the killer was probably not a veteran because it, then like his maniac maniacal meticulous like tendencies would be apparent um <coughs> sorry he stated that the killer was pro not necessarily a resident of the town um and the attack showed evidence of a cool and cunning cool and like cunning planning um and the strengthening of the police since they had so much help from other law enforcement agencies would not necessarily scare them away so <clears throat> here's the prime suspect uh, max so this is the story first sorry so on friday june 28 1946 max tackett who was a arkansas state police officer found a car in a parking lot that had been reported stolen he like watched the car till someone came to it he arrested 21 year old peggy swinney um she said she had just gotten married but her husband was in atlanta trying to sell another stolen car so she just like ratted him out but <laughs> um the police chief of atlanta told max that a man um had tried selling stolen cars to citizens one of his citizens masked asked the like citizen the person if he would recognize the suspect but the man said he wouldn't um but this person that um the citizen or whatever like he's unnamed or whatever he was like very interesting looking like the way he dressed and stuff so the police uh, like max kind of pointed out like he's gonna recognize you and know you reported him mm -hmm. so he got him to like walk to several public places with him um, so one Saturday, like in July, um, he saw a man running out of a building. He chased him, caught him on the fire escape. The man was Yoel Swinney, who was the one that's tried to steal the car or tried to sell the man the stolen car. Um, so, no, oh, you're fine. So soon after he was arrested, he made incriminating statements about being a murderer. Um, police questioned Peggy as well, and she confessed in great detail that he was the phantom killer and that he killed Betty Joe and Paul. Wow, Peggy just out here being I know, like, she's like, you know what? Here's the information. <laughs> wow, so, um... So, I mean, so she can say this, but technically at the time, uh, she cannot testify against her husband because they're married, so at the time, like, a wife or whatever is considered an unreliable mm -hmm. witness and you cannot be forced to testify against them. Um, so, the police verified some of her details, like there's a shirt with a laundry mark that was possibly linked to the Starks case, um, that was found in his possession, and Peggy confessed to, like, the most critical part of the case that, like, wasn't released to the, um, public, but the guy, Yoel, was arrested for car theft, um, so here's the circumstantial evidence, um, the car that Peggy was arrested for stealing was the one reported missing the night of the Griffin and Moore murder, so another car was stolen that night. Um, Peggy walked officers to a nearby spot where P Paul's car was found. She said she said that he had walked her to the woods there, and the officers did find, like, female uh, heel prints. Um, police found a khaki shirt from the sus in the suspect's room with the laundry mark with the word Stark found on it under a when they looked at it with a black light. Um, front, front, I don't know what this means. I don't know what I wrote. Sorry, <laughs> it's like strange sentence. Um, it says like there's like a front pocket of the worksheet match samples found in 
Must be stuff found in his front pocket matched samples found in his welding shop. I don't know. Sorry, I didn't, like, that sentence is, inc like, incoherent. And then he did previously own a, thir point, a 32 caliber. So the complications, his fingerprints did not match the crime scene. So, and then obviously his wife was an unreliable witness, even though she confessed, can't make her testify. So there was, like, a theory that, like, he was arrested for car thief and went away for a decently long time. And, like, in his interview with the police, he was like, I don't want to, like, be killed on the death penalty or whatever. Like, he kept talking about that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, some people think that maybe he went away, like, took a deal for the car thief. Like, they're not going to charge him with murder, so he won't get the death penalty. But he'll go away for this for a long time, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so there's another... Here are some other suspects. There was a 18-year-old who had... Um, committed suicide in November 4th, 1948. <clears throat> in his note, he confessed to the killings, but he would have been, like, 16 at the time, mm -hmm. so. Um, <clears throat> sorry. I'm so thirsty. My throat is, like, so dry today. Um, on May 8th, there was, like, a escaped German prisoner of war that they considered a suspect. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Friday, May 10th, um, a Tuca, Oklahoma man walked up to a woman's house, opened her screen door. He asked her for... Sorry, my throat is, like, so dry. <coughs> he asked her for turpentine, food, and money. The woman said she's like, I don't have that much of those. Um, he grabbed her by her ha hair and said he'd already killed three people, three or four people, and if he, uh, if she reported him... Uh, he would kill her too, so, she, and then he left with the stuff, and then she reported it, um, so they thought, <laughs> they thought that maybe he was the man, and that's what he was talking to, but it, nothing really came of it. <clears throat> what, did he just be, like, a different murderer then? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think they arrested someone, but I didn't, I cut it. <laughs> now I can't remember for sure. Um, and then Thursday, May 23rd, a 21-year-old ex-Army Air Force uh, B-24 machine gunner named Ralph Bauman told Los Angeles police that he might have he might have been the Phantom. Um, might have been. He claimed <laughs> that um, that he was in Texas Arcana. He was like in a theater when a group of people were like acting wise and like made fun of the movie he liked and said that the people were overacting he said he followed them killed them within a period of three days police arrested him at a shooting gallery he said he was in a coma for several weeks and woke up on may 3rd with his rifle missing and heard about the um a suspect matching his description there's like no reason to believe he's a killer they just think that he's some random mm -hmm. person that was like, was claiming, you know. But there's yeah. not, they don't know, this is never solved. Um, nothing else has come of it or whatever. So, yeah. Um, there's the movie, The Town That Treaded Sundown, based on these. And then in 2014, there was another sequel with the same name that was released, I guess. That's what this says. <clears throat> but yeah, the original movie's from 1976. So, yeah, hmm. that's all. It's about so this... Sorry. Killer in, like, the rural, whatever. Yeah. It's weird that, like, I mean, I don't know. You hear 
people who kill doing weird things all the time. But, like, it's yeah. just kind of weird that he, like, would make some of them run. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's he was, why... like, when he, like, made them run, he, and she was like, you told me to. He's like, no, I didn't. It's like, what? That's why he <sighs> thought he was, like, a sadist or whatever, I'm guessing. Because yeah. he liked, like, the fear or whatever. Yeah. Or he could have been just, you know, kind of crazy. Not that, like, I mean, already if you're, like, killer, you're crazy. But, like, just, like, um... Not all that. Yeah, like, I guess, and mentally ill, I don't want to say crazy, but, like, deranged. I don't know. Like, he could have just been a little, like, not with it. Yeah, like, whatever. Hmm. So, um, yeah, but that's all I have. That's um, so creepy. I don't want to go to Texas or Arkansas now. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are killers everywhere. Thank you. <laughs> There's killers in every state. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, like, in... Like, the town recently, like, close to my dad's house, they found a bunch of, like, bodies underneath someone's oh house. Oh, my gosh. Not recently, a few years ago. Not a, Maybe just two. Two bodies or two years ago? Two bodies. <sighs> someone someone killed them and buried them in the, like, in the city. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like I said, uh, I don't have one, like we've already said, so. Yeah, so that's all. That's Sorry, this a little one. short. That's okay. Um... If you want to hear us do an icebreaker, you can click on, like, one of the social media links and DM us or, um... In the comments. Yeah, mm -hmm. leave it in the comments, whatever. Um, if you want us to do a certain mystery, you can do that, too. Um, we... Next week, we will be releasing our other podcast, which is called Topics... No, this... This is next week. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> the week I... after this one. Is that even... Yeah, but, like, when this one will release next week, the topics... Oh, will yeah. Okay. <laughs> next, <laughs> next week, we'll be releasing our other po an episode of our other podcast, Topics and Tea. So, if you just like hearing us, like, chat about whatever, you can check out that one. But want to skip the murder, skip the creepiness. Um, so, yeah, you can comment, like, subscribe, do whatever, like, you are supposed to on whatever you're listening to. So. Do what you want. Yeah, do what you want. <laughs> um, so, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.